Hey, it's Tara Coleman again from Adulting 101, and I am here with my amazing producer, Zant. Hey, Zant. Hello. How are we doing? Great. How are you? I'm doing good. It's a good day. <laughs> did, I'm so glad to know that. Did you eat breakfast this morning? I did not. How come? Uh, because I usually don't eat breakfast. There's not really many reasons for it other than just I want to get more sleep in. If I have time, like when I'm on campus, you know, it's early morning, and I've got a, you know, like a 30-minute time frame, it's like maybe I'll go run over to a... Uh, Wow, what's that store called in the Union? Um, cats cover. Nope. Um, quick Cats. Quick Cats. Yes, I'll run over to Quick Cats, grab some like maybe some cereal or something. But other than that, I usually don't eat. I don't eat breakfast. Um, do you have a fully stocked pantry at home? I do. Yes, thankfully. Nice. Um, I ask this because I'm nosy and I mm-hmm. want to know about your morning. But um, I think that a lot of people would be surprised to know that um, not every student has that full pantry at home or the ability to run through the Union and stop off at Quick Cats and mm-hmm. get something to eat. And um, that's something we talked about in class. Mm-hmm. Um, I am really excited to um, let our listeners learn more about um, food insecurity at K-State and um, Cats Cupboard, one of the solutions we have to help our students be successful and make sure that they have a full belly every day. Mm-hmm. Honestly, Cats Cupboard is amazing. Um, it does a fantastic job of, you know, helping our students who are, uh, who are in need of help in that, in that situation. Um, there's so many different ways that I feel that I, that I know I'm, I'm very privileged in. And so a lot of the things that, um, uh, Aaron talked about in our discussion, I didn't know about. Um, and that's just kind of like that bubble I live in. And I'm, I'm consider myself a pretty aware person. Um, I guess you could call myself woke. (laughs) 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 Um, but I mean, you know, I think I think uh, Michelle Obama or maybe it was President Obama uh, recently said that um, it was like being woke isn't activism. Mm-hmm. And so that's a very good point. And so um, Cat's Cupboard does a fantastic job of helping out our students. And I think they do. They just do amazing work and they're a great thing to have on campus. Um I didn't know until a year or so ago that we did have a problem with food insecurity. Mm-hmm. Most of the students I interact with were in my classroom. Um, they're students who worked with me in the library. And in the library, we always have food out. So mm-hmm. if you are working, you are eating. And we always made sure no one went hungry mm-hmm. because we saw students every day. But if you don't see students yeah. every day or you only see a certain set of students, you may not recognize that there are other people who are having problems. And um, when I was creating the curriculum for this class, it was really important to me that we talk about food in some way mm-hmm. and um, visit the food pantry and then purchase things for the food pantry. Mm-hmm. Um, the students had the um, opportunity to pull a criteria out of a hat and create a mythical K-State student based on um commonalities our students have. So Mm -hmm. some of our students um, are vegetarian. Some of our students um, have an apartment with a kitchen. Some live in the residence halls, some in the Greek um, houses. Um, Some people have food challenges. Perhaps Mm -hmm. they are gluten intolerant or dairy intolerant. So shopping is a struggle. Mm -hmm. And they created a persona, wrote a little backstory. And with that person in mind, we went to Aldi's based Mm -hmm. on the recommendation of the food pantry as um, the least expensive grocery store in town. Mm -hmm. I gave each group a $20 gift card and they bought as many things as they could uh, for that person based on where they lived and their dietary restrictions. Mm -hmm. So what each student, uh, student group picked up 
might be different based on where they live and what their challenges were. Mm -hmm. And then each group donated it to Cat's Cupboard, which I think is really awesome. Yeah. I thought it was a great assignment. I, it was, it was really original is what I liked about it. And like, I don't think really any other class on campus is doing anything like that. I bet Um, I'm not alone. I'm sure there are others. (laughs) Even still, I thought it was an awesome assignment, especially for some first year students. Um, I don't think that they're going to have many experiences like that. And I think, I think that that assignment will kind of stick with a lot of them. So yeah, I really enjoyed it. And they had a lot of great answers when we talked to them outside of, uh, of Aldi. And you're going to get to hear some of these uh, answers later on in this episode. Excellent. So ahead of you, you will hear about the students' experiences grocery shopping at Aldi's, Mm -hmm. and you will hear about Cat's Cupboard from their outreach uh, staff member, Aaron Bishop. Yeah, uh, I'm really excited to hear from him. Uh, Right now, let's go ahead and listen to Aaron Bishop from Cat's Cupboard talk about what they do, what she does over there, and all the great things that they do to help K-State students. Our students got a really wonderful overview of food insecurity, and cat's cupboard before we went to Aldi's and did our grocery shopping. And we did that with Aaron Bishop from Cat's Cupboard. Hi, Aaron. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Could you talk to us a little bit about what your role is on campus and with Cat's Cupboard? Yeah. So I started at Cat's Cupboard when we opened. Um, And my role is community outreach advocate. So a lot of what I do is working with student groups, volunteers, food procurement. Um, We are completely donation-based on the items on our shelves. So working with a lot of community and campus groups to um, provide all of the needs that we serve at Cat's Cupboard. Um, for the idea of food insecurity is a relatively new one to me, so it could be for other people. Can you talk a little bit about what that means and what it looks like on our campus? Yeah, so food insecurity is kind of a general term, and they're actually the USDA is moving to food secure um, and low food security kind of terminology, but food insecurity in general could be um, limited food options. It could be reduced consumption of food, uh, reduced need, uh, eating less than you need uh, because the supply isn't there. It could be a fear of running out of groceries. Um, And then kind of if we get into the very low food security kind of um, status for some folks, which um, occurs quite a bit in our county and our community, um, could be, you know, going a long period of time without eating. We see a lot of, you know, families maybe, um, parents not eating so their kids can eat, um, and just real reduced quality. So a lot of that really processed, um, affordable things. If you think about ramen, right, mm-hmm. like 30 cents a packet. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, a lot of ramen. In there's a lot place. of ramen, yes. Um, that can feeds you and make you feel full, but it's not quality nutrition. Is this a new issue? No, no. So um, Riley County, Kansas has the highest rate of food insecurity in the state at 17.5%, which is actually a little bit lower than it was the last time Feeding America compiled the data. So that's a good thing. But Mm -hmm. the state of Kansas overall food insecurity rate is 12.6%. And as a nation, um, college students, college and university students, um, experience about a 30% rate of food insecurity, community colleges being about a 50% food insecurity rate. So um, nationally, students um, are really struggling to have healthy meals and to meet all of their bills and um, expenses on top of paying for their food. Um, I was talking to someone who said um, 
they didn't quite believe this. And one of the things that come to mind is like, if you can afford to college, you you can afford to eat. You should just get more student loans. Why aren't you asking your parents to help? And I didn't have an answer for that. Um, why do we do this? Why aren't students getting more loans? Why don't they get help from their parents? Well, um, if you grow up in a family, a low-income family or a family that experiences food insecurity, walking onto our campus doesn't magically make you food secure. Um, College and obtaining a degree is one of those ladders out of that cycle of low income or poverty and struggling. And student loans only go so far. College continues to get more expensive Mm -hmm. and loans continue to have high rates of interest um, and continue to be a burden for folks many years after they graduate. So students that we're seeing at the pantry typically have um, utilized all of their financial aid. about 77% of students, the last time we ran the numbers that used the pantry four or more times, got zero help from their parents. So their parents aren't able to help mm-hmm. them. Um, the cost of books are going up. We mm-hmm. have a very high cost of living in Riley County, Manhattan in particular, is one of the most expensive places mm-hmm. to live in the state. Um, and so when you compile all of that together, um, that just you know doesn't leave you with a lot. No one's going to come after you um, if you don't have money for groceries. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have money for rent, you may not have a place to live. Mm-hmm. So you are making choices on the bills that you pay based on the income that you have. Um, you know, rent kind of typically comes before the grocery bill. Mm-hmm. So students are experiencing that. But on top of that, a lot of our students are non-traditional students. Mm-hmm. Um, that content, that non-traditional student population can contends to grow percentage-wise across the nation, but really here at Manhattan. So a traditional age student is 18 to 22. They probably had um, some sort of parental support. Yes. Non-traditional could be a returning student. Maybe a right. student with a child is right. considered non-traditional. Right. Student returning, um, a transfer student from community college. Um, students. Um, we see students at the pantry that are financially supporting their parents who are struggling. Mm. Um, students that are have started school full-time and then have reduced their hours at K-State uh. to work full-time and go to school part-time, which then means more loans you're taking out um, through the lifetime of that that right. that school. And then um, about 32% of the students that utilize Cats Covered are first-gen students, first-generation. Uh-huh. So they didn't have parents um, that went to college. They are learning to navigate a system by themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, we have wonderful first-gen support on this yes, campus, thankfully, very. which is amazing. But um, that's just an additional barrier to um, having everything you need at college. So... Can you talk to us about how Cat's Cupboard works? Yeah. So Cat's Cupboard, we are, um, in the most general sense, a food pantry, but we have lots of other services that we offer. So um, we've got non-perishable food items. We provide vouchers for various campus food production to supplement some of the meal planning. We also um, have hygiene products, Mm -hmm. so soap and deodorant and toothbrushes and toothpaste. If you're struggling to pay for food, you're probably struggling to get those things as well. And then we provide um, gently used kitchen equipment. So I think about when I moved out of the residence halls and um, to my first apartment, I didn't even think about how I would need pots and pans. Mm -hmm. You know, I just, it didn't cross my mind. And then I got into that apartment and didn't have the money for those things. Mm -hmm. So um, 
you know, that can lead to eating a lot of really cheap, unhealthy fast food and things like that. So providing those services. But we'll also help students connect with lots of different resources. SNAP, which is the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, formerly called Food Stamps, um, is something we'll help students apply for. In the state of Kansas, that application is 26 pages long. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and nationally, each state has their own. So I think Missouri's is like three or six pages. Oh. Um, So Kansas is very, very challenging. Um, It is – there's some barriers there. But we we focus a lot on stigma reduction. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot of stigma associated with using food pantries in general. Um, and college students are no different. So that um, embarrassment, but also that Kansas niceness of someone else needs it more than me. Uh-huh. So we operate with um, the mentality that people can self-identify their need to use Cat's Cupboard. Don't need to come in and prove what's in your bank account um, or anything like that to use the service. We know you may have just gotten your financial aid check and you've got that money in your bank account to pay rent through January. Mm-hmm. So if someone were to look at your bank account right now, it may look like you have funds, but knowing that that is a very that's that's very budgeted out to get you through for quite a bit of time um, and then other resources community meal programs uh, mobile food pantries that hands on k-state and other community um, organizations put on really just kind of helping them connect to all of those resources uh, and then providing information on healthy nutrition and healthy diets so students can make some choices. We've got a lot of great volunteers like dietetics and nutrition students that work on recipes and do some educational programming. Um, we've started doing cooking classes with the family and consumer sciences oh, cool. students. So there we're using the Justin Hall um uh, food, nutrition, dietetics, and health test kitchens. Oh, and so cool. students work with those um, facts uh, students for some practicum practice before they go into the classrooms oh, the following that. semester. Yeah, we just did that, and it was a wonderful experience. So always looking at ways to have comprehensive um, education about food and health and, and meeting your needs. So the students in our class grocery shopped for a um, mythical K-State student that they came up with based on criteria of regular students. And we grocery shopped and we gave the food to Cat's Cupboard. How can a regular person either in Manhattan or somewhere outside of town who wants to support Cat's Cupboard support it? Yeah, that's a great question. Thank you for asking that. Um, There's lots of different ways. Again, like I said, our shelves are 100% donation-based. So the funding that we receive from student-centered tuition enhancement applies only um, to operational costs. And state law um, indicates that we can't use any of those funds Mm -hmm. for buying things to go on the shelves. Okay. So students or community, anyone, you can bring in a donation um, just right into Cat's Cupboard when we're open. Mm -hmm. Our hours are listed on our website. We're open six days a week at various times. Um, you can shop on our Amazon wish list, which we really like. So those things get delivered directly to us. We have some donation drop-off bins. That um, One is in the Union next to Cat's Den, which is the convenience store. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got one with um, human development and family sciences, and we just started a new one at the rec. So oh, that's wonderful. on the north side, and it's um, sectioned off based on hygiene and food and then other things. Um, and then financial contributions can be made from our website to our account through the foundation. And we use those funds to purchase items through our regional food bank, which actually purchasing is not the proper word. Um, it's a holding cost. So it's very low, a average mm-hmm. of like 20 cents a pound. Mm-hmm. Um, and that food gets delivered. So we just had 1,300 pounds delivered on Friday, which was our biggest delivery yet. But How long will that last? 
Uh, maybe a couple of weeks. Okay. Yeah. So we are seeing about 30, 31 students a day, six days a week. Um, we also have a Kansas Health Foundation grant that allows us currently to serve employees. And we see probably about 50 employee visits a week now. Yeah. I think some people would be surprised to know that we have staff at the university who visit our food pantry because yes. they too struggle, even though they have a full time job. Right. They yes, they are living just you know below a living wage in our community. Many of them have families. Um, our community food pantry, Flint Hills Bread Basket, we are partner closely with. Mm-hmm. But um, their hours and some of their um, accessibility is challenging for shift workers. So if you have to be a body at a phone or in a building, cleaning or doing facility work, um, leaving in the middle of the day to go and do that uh, Mm -hmm. is not really feasible. And on top of that, parking on our campus is a challenge. So getting there, getting food and getting back over a lunch break is not possible. Is there anything um, that you would like listeners to know Um, to help other people at K-State or in our community be successful? Yes. Um, So I would say that you looking at someone, you can't tell that they're food insecure. Mm -hmm. It's not something that you can physically see. So um, spreading the word about our services, being a support person, just positively talking about it, reducing the stigma is really going to boost our campus um, as a whole. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's going to really help those around you be successful. So if you don't need the pantry, maybe someone sitting next to you in class does. So just spreading the word is a a big deal. And um, it really just kind of normalizes the need for the services we provide. Thank you, Aaron. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Many thanks to Aaron Bishop for talking to us about food insecurity, which may be some new information to some of our listeners. Uh, thanks to Aaron for also talking about all the wonderful things that Cat's Cupboard does for our students here at K-State and our community in Manhattan. Uh, now that we've heard a little bit on the topic of food insecurity, let's listen to some of our students as they talk about their experience in meal planning for a student that they created and going out and purchasing food based on that meal plan uh, to give to Cat's Cupboard. Uh, but before we get into those uh, interviews, uh, one thing I want to warn you about before you head into those is uh, there is some background audio because we recorded these at the grocery store, so you'll be hearing some uh, some grocery carts being brought in and out uh, close to us, but if you can get past those, I think our students have some really cool things to say. Uh, so without further ado, uh, here's some of our students. Who's in the group? Um, Mitchell Tiller. Haley Eaglehawk. Gavin Jones. Allison Fox. Cool. Uh, who were we shopping for today? A um, guy who lives in the residence halls who is gluten-free and really needs deodorant. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what was it like shopping for dietary restrictions that were not like similar to your own? It was hard. I mean, they had a Care section for gluten free, so it made it easier. But yeah, was it difficult to shop with only twenty dollars? Yeah. 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 So, like, what'd you put back? We didn't. Uh, nice. Which group is this? I'm Kaylee Silva. Jaden Miller. Jason Burr. Okay, uh, who are we shopping for today? Um, we're shopping just for like an average college student. Um, they live in the dorm, so they have a meal plan. Um, our person likes to brush their teeth and use deodorant. Nice, I like to use those things as well. So we bought them toothpaste and the toothbrush. Nice. Um, I can't, did you see, did you say that they had any dietary restrictions? No. Okay. Um, how was it shopping for a person with only $20? Um, I think it was pretty fine. We had to just kind of think about like what was more important to get mm-hmm. and like find like cheaper things so we could get as much as possible for $20. Yeah. Did you have to put anything back? No. We were actually under. 
Uh, that's pretty nice. What did you gain from this experience? Uh, I think uh, learning how to shop on a budget. You know, if you go into 20 bucks, you gotta you know, come off what you need. Well said. Which group is this first? Oh, I'm Gracie. Jack. John. Michael. Cool. Um, who, who are we shopping for today? We are shopping for a sorority girl that is a vegetarian. So we just got her like some snacks to eat when the chef isn't cooking some hygiene products. Uh, did she have, what, what was it like shopping with those dietary restrictions? Like, was There's, it different, like, at all? Was, well, I mean, yeah, because we're not looking for, like, our normal food that we get. Yeah. We just had to, like, look for, like, vegetable stuff or, like, dried fruit. Mm -hmm. Was it like difficult that. to work with only $20? Yeah, I thought we'd be able to get a lot more, honestly. These snacks would probably only last me a week. Yeah. Were there some things you had to put away? We put back some cauliflower crackers because mm -hmm. they were too expensive. And we ended up getting like these fruit squeezers or something like that. Mm -hmm. But I noticed the, the hygiene stuff was able to make it. Yeah, that's a necessity. You have yeah. to have that. Yeah. Um, is there any last thoughts that we have? Anything we want to add? Sure. She's fed for a week. <laughs> Alright. Uh, so, who is everyone in this group? Jordan. Ethan. Sam. Aaron. Nice. Uh, who are we shopping for today? Um, a lady who lives in a female that lives in an apartment. She shaves every day and she's very into personal hygiene. Okay. Yeah. Um, does she have any dietary restrictions? No, not. Okay. Um, how was shopping uh, for a person on a budget like it's only $20? It was... It was okay. It wasn't yeah. too bad. We just picked, like, half canned goods and then half, like, things that we could make a meal with. You got way more stuff than a lot of other groups did. Like, what was your... Kind of we found strategies. the cheapest thing possible. Yeah. <laughs> cheapest thing. So we got, like, cheapest so we could get a lot. Our most expensive thing was the razors, and we kind of had to, you know, you had to budge that. on that. Yeah, because she shaves every day. Yeah, because she shaves every day. That was our only restriction. Was there anything you had to put back? Um, no. No. Okay. What went into like your thought process for like what was more important? Um, I think it was more so like stuff that we can use like almost every day. Yeah, stuff that we use in yeah. our personal lives. And then Ethan said um, about like meals. So we got like macaroni and spaghetti and yeah. stuff like that. Speak up. Um, so who's in this group? Jackson. Joe. Christina Brockton. Kayla. Nice. Who are we shopping for today? Uh, girl. A girl that lives in a sorority who menstruates and she's also lactose intolerant. Okay. Uh, how was shopping for a, a person with a dietary restriction? Uh, not that hard because I sometimes avoid dairy as well. Okay. So you have a similar experience yeah. then. What yeah. about all of you? Was it like I thought it was weird? very different from how I normally eat. Yeah, so. I actually had yeah. to look up the ingredients. Mm -hmm. Nice. Um, how was shopping with a budget on top of that? That was difficult because we had to, we actually went over, so we had to put some stuff back. Okay, where'd you put back? Uh, just like some, this little, little bar that, you know, <laughs> it wasn't that big of a deal. But then he pulled through and got, gave us 75 cents, so nice. we went over Crush a little man. bit. Um, <laughs> nice. Um, what went into your thought process for deciding what was important and what wasn't? Um, well, well, the tampons were the most important. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. And... We knew that she probably wanted snacks instead of meals, so we made sure to get a lot of individually packaged snacks and yeah. stuff like that. 
What was the most expensive thing that you paid for? Um, I the, think it was, the trail mix. Yeah, the trail mix. It was like five dollars and fifty cents. Yeah. Damn, that's like a, a lot of the twenty dollars. Yeah. yeah. Nice. <laughs> um, is there anything else you'd like to add? Uh, this was fun. Nice. Yeah. Alrighty. I'll see y'all later. <laughs> that's it for this episode of Adulting One Hundred and One. Thank you so much again for amazing students who did good work and um, helped out their fellow students. And thanks so much for Erin Bishop from Cat's Cupboard, who took time away from her day to talk to the class about food insecurity, give us a tour of Cat's Cupboard, and then spending a lot of time educating us about how we can help people at K-State. Thank you so much, Amazing Zant, for producing skills and putting all of um, warm thoughts into the air so that I could um, talk without stuttering too much. This has been an episode of Adulting 101. This is Tara Coleman signing off. Have a wonderful day.